You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Mike here with the Out Loud Bible Project podcast. Thanks for listening. Really, I, I hope that it's been valuable to you as you've been joining me here listening to the Bible out loud. I hope that you've been able to experience it in a new, refreshing way, maybe got some new perspectives or heard something in a new way that maybe you hadn't thought of before. I know that happens to me as I prepare these episodes and as I read them. I... I feel like, oh man, now I've never really heard that before, or oh, I hadn't really kind of seen that from their perspective before, right? When we start to realize these these Bible characters are actually real people in a real situation, real emotions and reactions to things, helps us learn from them, apply in our own lives, challenge our own thoughts about these things. It's good. So I'm excited to wrap up this book of Luke. Jesus' Passion Week is what we've been reading about the last week of his life, and it's shown us what has broken Jesus' heart, who has broken his trust, and now what breaks his body. Jesus came to earth to be completely, utterly broken in order to fix our broken relationship with God. And fortunately, the story doesn't end there. Right? Let's see what Jesus' brokenness means for us as we wrap up Luke's account of Jesus' life here in Luke chapters 23 and 24. A whole company of them rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting the nation, forbidding paying taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, So you say. Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee even to this place. But when Pilate heard Galilee mentioned, he asked if the man was a Galilean. And when he found out that he was in Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod who was also in Jerusalem during those days. Now, when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time because he had heard many things about him. He hoped to see some miracles done by him. He questioned him with many words, but he gave no answers. The chief priests and the scribes stood vehemently accusing him. Herod, with his soldiers, humiliated him and mocked him. Dressing him in luxurious clothing, they sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before that they were enemies with each other. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You've brought this man to me as one that perverts the people, and having examined him before you, I find no basis for a charge against this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. Neither is Herod, for I sent you to him, and see, nothing worthy of death has been done by him. I will therefore 
chastise him and release him. Now, he had to release one prisoner to them at the feast, but they all cried out together, saying, Away with this man! Release to us Barabbas! One who was thrown into prison for a certain revolt in the city, and for murder. Then Pilate spoke to them again, wanting to release Jesus, but they shouted, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! He said to them the third time, Why? What evil has this man done? I have found no capital crime in him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they were urgent, with loud voices, asking that he might be crucified. Their voices and the voices of the chief priests prevailed. Pilate decreed that what they had asked for should be done. He released him, who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus up to their will. When they led him away, they grabbed one Simon of Cyrene, coming from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it after Jesus. A great multitude of the people followed him, including women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to tell the mountains, Fall on us, and tell the hills, Cover us. For if they do these things in the green tree, what will be done in the dry? There were also others, two criminals, led with him to be put to death. When they came to the place that's called the Skull, they crucified him there with the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Dividing his garments among them, they cast lots. The people stood watching. The rulers with them also scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged insulted him, saying, If you're the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him, said, Don't you even fear God? Seeing you're under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. He said to Jesus, Lord, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man.
All the multitudes that came together to see this, when they saw the things that were done, returned home, beating their breasts. All his acquaintances and the women who followed with him from Galilee stood at a distance, watching these things. A man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their council indeed, from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was also waiting for God's kingdom. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. He took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb that was cut in stone where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was drawing near. The women who had come with him out of Galilee followed after and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they and some others came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, two men stood by them in dazzling clothing. Becoming terrified, they bowed their faces down to the earth, and they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here, but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again? Well, they remembered his words, returned from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. Two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was 60 stadia from Jerusalem. They talked with each other about all the things which had happened. While they talked and questioned together, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He said to them, What were you talking about as you walk and are sad? One of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things which have happened there in these days? He said to them, Well, what things? They said to him, The things concerning Jesus, the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who would redeem Israel. Yes, and, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things happened. And also, certain women of our company amazed us, having arrived early at the tomb. And when they didn't find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a, a vision of angels who said that he was alive? Some of us went to the tomb and found it just like the woman had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, <laughs> Foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Didn't the Christ have to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Beginning from Moses and from all the prophets, he explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. They came near to the village where they were going, and he acted like he would go further. 
They urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it's, it's almost evening and the day is almost over. He went in to stay with them. And when he had sat down at the table with them, he took the bread and gave thanks. Breaking it, he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And then he vanished out of their sight. They said to one another, well, Weren't our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us along the way and while he opened the scriptures to us? They rose up that very hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. They related the things that happened along the way and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. As they said these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. (laughs) But they were terrified and filled with fear, and suppose they had seen a, a spirit He said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your heart? See my hands and my feet that it truly is me. Touch me and see for a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they still didn't believe for joy and wondered, he said to them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb. He took them and ate in front of them. He said to them, This is what I told you when I was still with you, that all things which are written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds that they might understand the scriptures. He said to them, Thus it's written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send out the promise of my Father on you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're clothed with power from on high. He led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he blessed them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. They worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Those two men who unknowingly walked with Jesus, their expectations weren't met. Can you relate? How did Jesus restore them from a place of disappointment and hopelessness? By reminding them of all the times he has shown up in their past. The same can be true of you. It's normal to feel like you missed something, like Jesus let you down. But go back and think of when he clearly showed up in your life. Then see if he doesn't appear clearer to you today. That is the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.